0: and we are live hello everyone and welcome to the soul survivor podcast we are back after like a three-month hiatus my name is dylan bird here along with my co-host ryan winthrop and look it's great to be back it's been so long um you know you, you know back when we uh when we first when the offseason first came we didn't really know how long this was going to go um looks like we've got some positive news though looks like we'll be back in the fall so yeah w- what's up ryan it's
1: been a while Dylan, I am glad to be back. It's been way too long. Uh, The hiatus has been real. Um, Hard to think that Winners at War ended all the way back in May 2020, and now we are in uh, March 2021. But like you said, we we have reason to believe the cast and the crew will be returning to Fiji soon. So we are starting to enter Survivor season again, and I am so happy. Yeah, I
0: mean, look, we got some positive news. Looks like that the crew's on the way back. Looks like that uh, the cast should be going out soon. We should get information, I would assume, some insider info about a theme potentially soon. We could always, you know, we love a podcast as soon as that happens. You know, we're just waiting on that info. But, you know, before we, you know, get into, you know, once we get that information, we could talk about it. But before that, we wanted to talk about where we think Survivor is going to go within the next ten seasons. So, what are the themes that we think are going to happen through season fifty? What are you know some returning players that we're going to see? What are you know potential uh, changes in the game that we'll see as well? Also, we got a great new overlay here for our video, trying yeah. to improve the stream, uh, experiment with some things before we get going full-time You know, in September. Can't wait to do that. That'll be great. We're going to try and set up as much uh, former player interviews as possible, possibly even add a second podcast for the week. But yeah, let's let's talk about what we think um, is going to happen through Survivor 50, What where we think Survivor is going through the next 10 seasons. Again, if you're watching this live in the chat, be sure to send in all your questions and we will be sure to get to it Thank you to everyone watching live right now. What's up, Aqua? Yes, yeah, Soul Survivor pod has returned. We're back. Up, Solomon? Yeah, it's good to be back. So let's get started here, Ryan. When we talk about, and let's talk about themes first. When we talk yeah. about potential future themes of Survivor, what do we think could be up for these next 10 seasons? Maybe even just starting with 41, 42, 43, um, or just in general, just all 10 seasons, 41 through 50.
1: So, yeah. So I took some notes before the podcast and I think, you know, a few minutes before we went live, you heard me exclaim like, oh, wow, I want to add this. And I just want to add an idea I just thought of. So I think what we can see from, you know, 41 to 50, if we're lucky to make it that long with Survivor is before anything else, before we even get to returning seasons, Dylan, I think we could actually see some popular themes reused. Because what I realized was what were some popular hits in the 20s? You had Blood versus Water and you had Brains, Brawn, and Beauty, which they repeated. They said, we struck gold with Kageyan. Let's try to do that again in Korong. And they struck gold, I think, in Blood versus Water, so they tried to do that again in San Juan del Sur. Granted, they went from you know half attorneys, half-newbies, to an all-newbie structure, but they said this was a great theme It was compelling television, because Jeff loves his themes, and they went with that. So I wanted to propose to you two ideas for popular season 30 seasons, that we could see again in the forties. I think millennials gen X is a popular theme. You know, I think that there's always talk nowadays especially in the workplace about, you know the boomers are heading out, uh, generation X is there millennials are on the rise. You now have generation Z. I think we could see another millennials gen X season or if Jeff wants the young kids to apply maybe even like a uh, millennials versus gen Z season later in the forties potentially. Um, and then another season I think we might see again is another David versus Goliath. I think, I think Jeff loved that um, that story building where it's, you know, the underdogs versus those who have triumphed their whole lives. So Dylan, I can easily see before we even talk about, you know, possible returning seasons, another mock-up of a David versus Goliath or a millennials Gen X in the forties.
0: Yeah. So I like, I like where your head's at there. So what I did was I, I kind of mapped out, Um, how I see these going and what themes. So I said that we're going to get, I said, I think that, um, yeah, so I basically mapped out whatever equaled 10 and then wrote it down. So I think that we're going to get four seasons um, with returnees and we're going to talk and whether that be full seasons with returnees or even just a captain season, four seasons with returnees. And we'll talk about who, which returnees we think could be back uh, shortly after we talk about themes. I think that we get one, Second chance two season, which again, you mentioned reusable seasons. I think second chance two will probably happen the next um, reuse theme, unless 41 or 42 is one of the things you said. Um, but I think that 43 could definitely be a second chance two. So I think we get one second chance two. I think we get one just general seat. So in, this is, I'm, ta- I'm talking strictly returning seasons right now. I said four yeah. returning. So I think one second chance two. I think we get one like legend season. So something similar to Winners at War. Um, but probably something like a champions versus contenders or something like that, where it's not all winners, but possibly legends of the game. Um, and then I think we get, um, a new returnee theme, whatever that is, like it may be all returnees, but like, for example, like game changers, where it was just like an out of nowhere type theme, hopefully not, uh, not that out there where it didn't really make any sense. Hopefully it <laughs> makes more sense this time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think we get one of those. And then I think we get one captain season. So those are the four returnee seasons. I'm thinking, I'm thinking three, like full returnee and then one captain, Then I'm thinking six season with all new players, one David versus Goliath two, and then five new ideas. So I think that 41 may be a completely new idea. And then I think we see 42 maybe being like a David versus Goliath two, unless they were planning to do like a David Goliath two for season 41 anyway. And then that could be it. Uh, So I'm really curious to see what the theme is going to be. I think that'll be extremely interesting to see, but I do think we get five new ideas. Now what those are going to be, who knows, um, Obviously survivors come up with so many different ideas. There's so many possible things out there that you could, that you could do. So I, but I think we're on the same page for a lot of this stuff.
1: I think your math adds up. I was trying to do the math in my head of, you know, the twenties, the thirties of how many new players, strictly seasons versus some type of returnee season, whether it's all or a few with captains and your math adds up. I think that at least three or four seasons in the twenties and the thirties had some elements of returning players. And I think that they will do that again, in the 40s but i want to say that i think the casting is so important whether it's all newbies or whether it ends up being returnees because we saw what happened with game changers but some of the casting choices i just think that you need a really strong cast and one thing that dylan and i were actually talking about before we went live is that i uh, rob has a podcast is actually doing a all-time rankings throughout this year up until the new season starts if anyone's been checking that out and um, Dylan, just to fill you in, basically the bottom five seasons, the because Rob goes over you know, the good and the bad and uh, everything in between, and one common flaw that we see in the worst ranked seasons, so something like an Island of the Idols or a Redemption Island or Thailand or One World, is that the cast is weak. It's players who are unlikable or they're not great television and they're bad at the game or they're re- recruits. And the best seasons are the ones who have the super fans who are hungry to play. And they're just really compelling characters. So I, that's why I think even if, you know, 41, no matter what, will be all newbies because we're going to reset after winners at war. It's kind of the next chapter of the survivor lore. And I think that we're going to have a lot of strong gamers who are ready to play. So I think that's what make the, makes the best season, regardless of theme, regardless of advantages or idols. I think the thing that makes the best type of season is a gr- a great cast.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in complete agreement with that. Uh, Cast is everything. You know, whether we get a returning season with a great cast or whether it's a new season with a great cast, cast does matter. Solomon brings up a good point here. Not the biggest fan of captain seasons, to be honest. Yeah, I I do agree with that. But Survivor has shown us that they don't care and they're willing to do captain season because it's an easy way to get some players back. If you have like four or five players that you think need to come back, then I think that that's a good way to get them on. Obviously, there's big flaws with it. They'll have a huge target on their back. But, you know, like we've seen in a lot of these, you know, returnee seasons, something could be added. I don't think we'll ever see Edge of Extinction again, but maybe there's a different way to play your way back in, um, like a Redemption Island or something that could possibly give them more airtime than if they were to have a huge target on their back and get voted out early. So, yeah, Captain Season has its flaws, but I do think we will see one Captain Season just because, again, we had one in Season 38. Um, we've seen, you know, so we've seen it recently, and I think it could come back for sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, Two things I want to say is that, unfortunately, I do think EOE will be back at some point in the 40s, uh, but not for a bit. I know that when uh, Jeff was answering some red carpet questions for the premiere of, I think, Winners at War, people were saying to him, you know, we're not a big fan of Edge of Extinction. What do you think about that? And I think Jeff heard the feedback from 38 and 40. And I think he definitely took it to heart. And he did say in some capacity that you won't see Edge of Extinction for a while. So that makes me think that the at least forty one through forty four, they're gonna not return to Edge of Extinction because it kind of ran its course. People were not super thrilled with how things turned out. But you know what? If they fix the formula, Jeff may want to experiment one more time in um in uh what's it called? Maybe in like the end of the forties, kind of like how we saw Redemption Island three times before we never saw it again. Kind of like three strikes and you're out. He you might want to try again. And then Dylan, one more thing I, w- I want to say about casting before we move on is um what are your thoughts about bringing in? players from other uh, reality shows. So I was actually on YouTube watching a lot of random blood versus water clips. And I forgot how much I loved watching Hayden play. I think Hayden really transferred his game well over from big brother to survivor. He's an excellent social player. He's obviously very physical because he was an athlete in college. And I think he was willing to make big moves because he kind of helped Sierra to flip at that final six vote where Katie goes out due to rocks And I was thinking that that's one example. Then you have like Natalie from the amazing race who dominated the end of uh, San Juan del Sur. So what do you think about maybe bringing over some crossover players from other shows, maybe another big brother player or two, another amazing race player, the, the challenge, things like that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of that for sure. Um, especially if like, if CBS already has a relationship with a player, then maybe, maybe it's easier in like a COVID time like this to, if you have an existing relationship with somebody from another reality TV show, maybe it's easier to bring them in. Plus, obviously they have fans elsewhere, um, from the other show that they could bring over. So I think it's a good idea. I'm personally not into too many reality shows at all. Like survivor is my reality show. So, um, I can't say I will have a lot of knowledge of whoever that may be. But I, I do think that a lot of people who watch reality shows watch every single reality show. And I think it would be a great idea uh, to do that, especially because we've seen success with it in the past. Um, but I do want to switch over now and talk about possible like who are who are your top five to ten players that you definitely think will see back okay. in uh, in the 40s? And I mean, yeah, it could be five to ten players who have only played once and will get back. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it could be a person who you think could return a third time for sure.
1: Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about this, but one component that I've kind of added to my thinking is how long has it been since they played? Cause someone knew may have taken their spot. Like if you had asked me before, you know, winners at war, we knew what that theme was going to be the next returning season. If you rem- remember Joe from uh triple H Joe Mena, you know, kind of like a new, like a, a new version of Tony in a way, like really crazy. I would have said Joe would have came back, but now I think after edge of extinction war dog kind of filled that crazy type of atmosphere. He filled that void of that type of player. So when I think about who might come back for a returning season, Dylan, I would think of players that are locks, like Solomon said earlier, Davey and Christian. I mean, come on, you're going to see Christian Hubecki again, no matter what, in some way or shape or form, it's going to happen. But I'm trying to think about other characters and other players that haven't had their niche filled that we could see again. So I guess while we're on David versus Goliath, I do think in some way or shape or form, we will see Christian come back Davy seems like an almost shoe-in. People love Davy, And I think Angelina also. Those three, I think, are the most likely from uh, David versus Goliath to come back. Um, from Edge of Extinction, I really feel like we could see, you know, I think the fans love him or hate him. Rick Devins is a character. You know, I think when you're talking about re- uh, television characters, whether it's reality or regular TV, the worst type of uh, characters are ones who are forgettable. The ones that you love or the ones that you hate like they have, you're, you have people talking about them, and if mm-hmm. you're not talking about somebody, that's just boring casting. So I feel like you want to have people that maybe are polarizing. Like like Rick Devons is very polarizing; people either love Rick or they don't like him. So I think he's a good shoe in to come back as well. And then if I had to pick one more before passing it back to you, I would say um, I still think we could see Devon or Chrissy from uh, Triple H. You know, I think that people are still upset with the way that Triple H ended due to the final four firemaking. And I think people want to see Chrissy get a second chance to prove that she maybe was the rightful winner of that season. And I think a lot of players and fans were very impressed after watching how Devin did. So those would be my five or six people that I would say most recently that we could see back again.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head with all those. Um, obviously, we did our second chance two casts, so a lot of this is just repeat info that we've done. But at this point, that was already like nine months ago that we did that, yeah. so it's really just a refresher. Um, but yeah, I think we see. Uh, I think we see Davy back for sure. I think we see Christian back. I think we see um, Devin's back. I think we see Dom back. I think we see Chrissy back. I think we see Angelina back. Like all these, all these players, I think are pretty much shoe ins I'm curious to know to see how they handle um, season thirty-nine obviously it was overshadowed by what happened um yeah. but i think that there were some decent characters there for sure that could for that could definitely come back um so we're gonna have to see with that but i i feel like i feel like we've already seen so many players play like three or four times and there's but there's like there's there's the players who've played like three or four times but then there's so many that have only played one time that we're just like waiting to see again mm-hmm. from this like mid to late 30s range so i think that yeah i think that the reason you see four, we're gonna you're gonna see at least I think four attorney seasons, or at least seasons that contain returnees, whether it's half returnees or a few returnees. I think that a lot of these players, like you, got to see for a second time. And I think that Survivor, seeing how a player like Kelly Wentworth did on her second time, I think that players like Jatia, I've seen her name thrown around a lot. She's still a very memorable character from season 28. Maybe they'll throw her on a season. Um, and see if she could, you know, redeem her story. So I think you, you may see some very off the map choices that you may not expect as well. Players who may have gone out early, um, or players that maybe wouldn't you wouldn't think of right away, and it, you'll probably see the list of of the cast and be like, well, wait, 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 like what? But then I think like Survivor clearly sees something in them, and I think you'll see some interesting choices. But yeah, I think that we get a, you know, that is a pretty solid list um, of of players that can return. And as Yehut S says here, they could literally make a second chance season from the past five newbie seasons. I completely agree with that. Like we've had a lot of great, we've had a lot of great characters and like some other ones that, you know, we barely mentioned, like, you know, obviously I think Wardog has a chance to come back. I think Lauren uh, O'Connell has a chance to come back from, from that season as well. Um, you know, and season 39, we didn't mention anyone directly, but if Kelly wants to come back, we forget that she was a great player. Um, Somebody like Elaine was obviously a great character. So, you know, these are all just great characters and great players who've only played one time in these late 30s. So, yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of them have a decent chance to come back for sure. And very, honestly, I think
1: within the next three seasons. You bring up a very good point that Kelly Wentworth, it's it's kind of like almost like the Kelly Wentworth effect where she proved that we should not overlook a player who went out pre-merge because they can have potential that's so untapped where – they got either got uh, screwed by the swap or they just got unlucky or they made one bad decision in the moments, given the people that were there and anybody can really come out of their shell and really become a a legend. Like Kelly has really taken what she did in, in San Juan del Sur, obviously did incredible in Cambodia, almost getting the win and then doing still pretty well in edge of extinction. So I feel like we should never look any, um, any real pre-merge player. I, I think even go back to Triple H, Triple H had some really good pre-merge players that went out to early. I would love to see Ali Rourke or Alan Ball back from uh, Triple H. Those are all people who I think need an, another chance to prove themselves. Uh, and I think Solomon also brings up Sydney from Rong. That's another great choice. I forget if Sydney was part of Dalton Ross's quarantine questionnaire, and I'm not sure if she was on that list, but if anybody's looking for more people that could maybe make a comeback, if CBS wants to call them, Go look at Dalton Ross's questionnaire where he always asks former players questions about their lives and if they want to come back. I think just earlier today, I think he did. So he talked to Terry Dietz. Now Terry needs a, a third chance after what happened to him when he left in Cambodia, when his son was not feeling well, he was in the hospital and Terry had to, you know, quit the game to go take care of him. Um, and even someone like Marty from Nicaragua, like there's so many people that CBS hasn't really called again. And I feel like there's so much, like you said, Dylan one-time players that need a second chance. There's so much potential there. Yeah. And they could even dip back into
0: very early on. um, Like we saw a little bit in second chance too. And because all these new viewers in quarantine, I Mm -hmm. mean, these people are fresh in people's minds, despite the fact that they haven't been on in 10 years, but I want to flip it to one other thing here. So we, we mostly just spoke about players who've been on once. What about players who've been on multiple times that you think could come back maybe even for a legend season or something like that, because, Based on, you know, obviously it's been, it's been about a year since we've been on Russell's show, which is pretty crazy, um, where we had our, you know, our, our bracket that we did with Russell and it kind of blew us up. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Russell seems like he's completely 100% in on coming back. He even told us he was called for season 40 if it were not all winners. Um, then they made it all winners at the last second. So I think we could see a player like Russell back in the 40s for a legend season. I think we could see a player like Spencer Bledsoe back. Um, and I mean, there's a ton more, I think if coach wants to play one more time, like these are all people that I could see being in a, I I could see almost like a a last chance season where it's like winners at war, but like legends that did not win. Um, so yeah, I think you could see a lot of legendary players back as well within the forties, especially because Russell makes a good point when he spoke to us, you know, about a year ago, he goes, all of us like in that legendary middle survivor tier, we're all getting a lot older, obviously. And like, we have a limited window where we could come back. We're probably only going to be fit enough to come back or, you know, want to even come back in the next, like, you know, five or so seasons. So I think maybe around season 45, you could see a season like that, where you see a lot of legends who did not win or something like that. Um, Also, somebody talking about people who did win, I think we are pretty much guaranteed to see Michelle back within the next five to 10 seasons, like almost guaranteed. Uh, She obviously gained a huge, huge fan base over winners at war. And as I said, she definitely wants to come back. And I think that she'll be pretty much guaranteed a spot if, if it fits, if whatever theme fits her.
1: Yeah. And I think when it comes to winners, I would like to see whether it is a legends or a champions versus contenders type season. I would like to see winners that weren't on winners at war. Cause you know, we had the whole final EOE challenge where there was that huge segment where Jeff talks to each of them and they kind of Parvati, Rob, Amber, they kind of said, yeah, my journey is over. I'm closing the book and moving on with my life. I want to see winners that we didn't get to see at winners at war that I feel like were either great characters or great players because I feel like they are people who still have more to bring to the show. Like I, I know that Earl Cole, Fiji, if Fiji's a long forgotten season, I think that Earl maybe wanted to play again. I think he just, I think he had a daughter, I think when uh, they were about to film. So he wasn't even in contention for being cast, but um, I think he's someone that I would think would be great to come back as a winner who is kind of forgotten, but has some stuff to prove, you know, you could bring someone back like Tina who was one, of, who was the first female winner. Vesepia was a very early female winner. Uh, People in the chat are saying, you know, Todd and Chris Daughtry, you know, I think they're, they're both older school players who would be amazing to see play again. So, yeah, there's still a lot of great things that they can do from, like you said, from the older seasons. I mean, listen, we could just make a second chance from the last five seasons. That'd be very easy to do. But there is something to be said about going back to the older seasons, especially when we have new fans finally finding the show. They might be like, oh, you know, I know we're on 41, but I just saw this guy from season nine. I want to see him play again.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that COVID and this whole pandemic survivor may had a year off. It may have sucked for the viewers, but I think that survivor gained a ton of more fans. As I said before, this could be a blessing in disguise. They could decide to reach out to players who they never would have even thought to reach out to uh, reach, reach out to in the past. um, Or like reach out to again, I should say. So, I mean, they could have even uh, people on the production team could have looked at Dalton Ross's articles and been like, Hmm, this is like interesting. I liked this person's answers. Um, you know, never would have thought about bringing them back, but what they have to say was really interesting. They're willing to come back. And, uh, and so we're going to bring them back. And I think that the pandemic opens up the door to not only like reinvent, not, you know, reinvent survivor in a way, um, but also like just, you know, brainstorm new ideas. I mean, they had a lot of time on their hands to do all this brainstorming that mean you were doing in a 30 minute episode. They could have, they could they were brainstorming, I'm sure for a year, for a full year now. So I think we're going to get a lot of good stuff coming back. Um, and yeah, I just want to flip before we head off today, one more, you know, one more segment I do want to talk about. And that is what do you think, what do you think will be changes in terms of gameplay that we're going to see that, you know, is going to, whether it be fire tokens, stuff with advantages, like what do you think we're going to see in terms of the gameplay changing from 41 to 50?
1: So that's a really great question. And you brought up fire tokens where, um, I know we've covered this a lot in the, in the months following when it was at war about how we could see them again. Um, I would be curious to know whether Jeff or production would like to make it a staple of the show, like the idols where we're going to see them every season, or they'll be in some and not in others. I think fire tokens is an evolution of the game and it will come back. What if not 41 and 42, it just, I think it needs to just maybe be changed a bit. I think for me, the biggest test will be how does fire tokens play without EOE? Cause we've only seen it with the edge. I think that we are going to see a lot more instances of people using it as gameplay currency for people willing to make big moves. Maybe if you don't have, you know, the, the, the internal fortitude to make a big move and to pull the trigger, you might be enticed by, you know, by money, but you might be enticed by fire tokens. So a perfect example of this is what we saw in the double boot episode of winners at war, where we lost Parvati and Sandra, which was an amazing, ep- double. that double episode was amazing. We see Denise and Sandra – Sandra tries to make a play to Denise where Sandra goes to Denise and says, you know, um, I will give you an idol, Um, and then Denise eventually, you know, negotiates to say, I'll give you one fire token before tribal, you give me the idol, and if I survive, I'll give you my second one, and then she ends up blindsiding Sandra, and it it was an incredible move. Uh, If if Sandra ever came back into the game, it could have came back to bite her, but obviously – Uh, Sandra then left on the edge. So I would love to see how it plays without Edge of Extinction with fire tokens. And then one more example, Dylan, would be if you think back about, think back to Parvati. Now, Parvati obviously was in a bad spot when she got swapped to the new uh, Sele tribe with Michelle and Wendell and uh, Nick and Yule. And she kind of was in a bad spot. But people often said Parvati could have maybe tried to make a bigger Hail Mary play. Like she could, she had an Idle Null fire and she had, I think, two or three fire tokens. She could have went to Yule and said, because Yule's a gamer. She could have went to Yule and said, Yule, I will give you two of my fire tokens before tribal. If I survive, I will give you my idle nullifier." And I feel like without the edge, I think we could see a lot more in-depth strategic maneuvers with fire tokens. So that's what I would like to see from from a gameplay standpoint, as well as fire tokens having a bigger payoff at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, so I think, you know, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. And this is something we've spoken about a ton. I think that fire tokens are going to be used in-game, a ton more um, just for negotiation purposes. And then I think that they're going to have a big payoff at the end. Like there's going to be incentive to accumulate tokens, unlike winners at war where everyone thought there was incentive, but there wasn't actually that much incentive at all. So I think we're going to see changes with that. Um, now, in terms of we, uh, we actually have a question from Solomon here in the chat that I thought was great. How about changes in the actual challenges? So if you go back and watch old seasons, you'll realize that the challenges are a lot more physical and they've kind of drew, drawn back a little bit from that. They've been a lot. I feel like the challenges have been a lot less entertaining over the last few years as, you know, it's very it's much more strategic focus. They're trying to, you know, seem like make, you know, seem like, it, you know, make sure that not everyone uh, players don't get hurt, I should say. Um, cause if you look at heroes and villains, I mean, they're killing each other every challenge, but that was like a, a lot, you know, based on the theme of the season, but there was always a lot more physical challenge. I would like to see more physical challenges, obviously make sure that they're safe for everyone, but I would like to see more physical challenges. I think they're very entertaining. Um, I think that, you know, an old school survivor, one of the main reasons people watch the show is cause they loved, they love the challenges. And I think that, that aspect has gone away a little bit. Um, and yeah, I don't think the challenges are as interesting anymore, but I think that that survivor should you know, maybe reinvent the challenges a little bit, go to something a little bit more interesting, or I I shouldn't even say reinvent, I should say go back to the basics with the challenges, stuff that were great. Um, I think that is a very good point. In terms of other advantages, yeah, I think that, you know, you're probably going to see new advantages that we haven't seen before. I thought the extortion advantage was great for Tony. Um, I think that'll be back. Um, But yeah, I think that, you know, they're going to get creative with, you know the 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 Michelle uh, the Michelle uh, fl- uh, coin flip type thing. Um, you know, uh, I gonna, completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on the math about that, but they're gonna get more creative about that. Um, there's just so many different ways they could go. They could even do a. They could, I've sp- said this in the past. They could literally give you a dice and be like, if you roll on six or seven, then or six if you roll on six or, or one, then you get an idol. If you they, they, they could do whatever they want. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that. I think that there's just so many different ways to go with advantages and I think that they'll split it up for sure. Now, in terms of the actual number of advantages in the game, I think that that's going to stay around the same. I mean, yeah, some people want it to be less advantages. I think that the advantages, you know, make it more entertaining, which they do. So I think that they're going to keep that there.
1: One thing that I want to just go back to what you said about different types of challenges and you want them to be more physical, which I think is a good point. I want to see more social challenges so I'll, people in the chat and maybe we'll do this at the end with questions but people are saying things that they would like to return and i i agree with what people are saying i you know, I, I miss the old jury formats i don't want final four fire making so there are a lot of things that i want from 40 to 50 that i want to return but it probably won't be the case because uh, i think jeff and the show feel like the game has evolved to a certain point um but back to the challenges dylan i feel like i want to see more social challenges and what i mean by that is they used to do a challenge, and I feel like they always do things on the show until someone breaks them. Like we, we saw the auction up until Worlds Apart broke the auction. We saw for a while the social challenge where they answer a question like, who's the most likely to do blank? And then you chop a person's rope if you get it right. love that. I, I love that because it shows who's connected to who, and if you pay attention, it shows the social relationships. And then not even that, but additionally, then if the winner gets to take people on reward, you kind of figure out Who's in the inner circle? Like for example, we see in one world, Kim Spradlin played almost a flawless game, but at one point she kind of, she kind of made one little slip up, and I think she commented on it where she picked Chelsea and Sabrina or Alicia, and Troy's and turns to like Kat and uh, 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 Christina, and to get them to flip, he's like, "You girls are clearly on the bottom. Kim has all these girls in here in her circle. I want to see that social type of challenge come back, where we can see people really." really expose their bonds because that's also, if anyone remembers Marquesis, that's really one thing that changed the game because we see in the rope chopping challenge, that's what caused the fall of the row to four where there is the first ever survivor big flip because the people in the bottom realized they were on the bottom. So that's one thing I think could be really great for the show about social challenges. And they can even take different ideas from other types of shows. Like if anybody watched sequester over the last few months, They had a challenge, Dylan, called Karmic Ladder, where there were six people left and you have a whole thing of sand. And basically, if a person's tube gets to a certain level of sand, they're safe for that round. But you can't fill up your own tube. So basically, when you see who's filling up each other's um, tubes with sand, you kind of see who's really aligned with who. So those types of social challenges are ones that I want to see be put into the game. Love
0: the idea of bringing back social challenges. Love the rope chopping challenge for sure. Um, one other thing I want to say before we move on here to questions, mm-hmm. bring back the survivor auction.
1: Please, please. Oh my God. Here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. I think the reason why the survivor auction was broken, I want to get your thought on this, is because they A, they figured out that half the group is just going to wait for advantages, and B, uh, Shereen was like, if someone bids 20 bucks for a letter, then anyone, anyone else can get them for 20. I want to see the auction back because I miss those character moments on Survivor like, you know, Ethan and uh, Big Tom buying, you know, the breakfast food or, um, you know, when someone gets a, a dummy food item. I want to see basically the auction brought back, but here's how you fix it. You only limit it to food. There's no advantages there. So it's just for fun food moments. You cover all the items so they're blind and people won't know if they're buying a letter or not. I think just make it like that and you fix the auction. It's not that complicated.
0: All right. I got it. I got the idea. Okay, go, go. All right. So you're right about taking away the advantage part, take away the advantage, hide the advantage under somebody's seat at the auction. So like, Oh, okay. So like, yeah, yeah. So like sort of like when, uh, in game changers, when Michaela had it under her bench in the challenge, I like that. And, and Sarah and Sarah found it and then like went and got it. Right. That's what it was. Um, I think that it should be hidden under a bench. So like, First of all, take everyone off guard. Everyone, first of all, whoever's sitting there and actually figures it out, will have to figure out a way to get it. That's the first thing. Second of all, everyone will be taken off. Everyone will be like taken off guard by the fact that there's no
1: advantage in the actual auction. So I think that could, that they'll be interesting. I got it. I'm going to, I'm going to build on your idea. <laughs> and this is what I want to see. So let's just say Dylan, you're at the auction and Jeff, uh, you go at 200 bucks and Jeff reveals that you bought beer, beer and a burger you're carrying it back to your uh, seat as you're walking back. You see under, under like the, uh, the bleachers that there is an advantage under there. So you're right. How do you get it? Cause I think this happened with Kenner once you sit back down, you spill your beer, like you knock your bottle over, you spill the beer, like, Oh, and then you, you, you go to go get it. And then while you're picking it up, you go get the advantage and then you're good.
0: Yeah. I think. And yeah, as Solomon says, hiding disadvantages, uh, at reward in the food. Also. Yeah. I think disadvantage. we we get, we get real crazy here, but yeah, I think hiding advantage or hiding something in the food would be a great idea as well, but I want to open it up right now to questions before we head off here. So if you have any questions, be sure to ask them now. Look, I'm, I'm happy we did this and I'm happy that there are still people in right now, even though we haven't been around since uh, late 2020. Um, But yeah, we're going to start to get back into it, try to get something going every few weeks. Um, As soon as we hear about, As soon as we hear about uh, new information or insider info about the cast, about the theme, we will be sure to go live on a podcast to talk about it. Really excited for what is to come. Um, That being said, we have our first question here from Solomon. Do we think Idol at Tribal is coming in the 40s too? And I will say yes, 1 million percent.
1: 1 million percent. Now, I think it's going to be dependent on the theme, whether it's like a shipwreck theme or like a battle, whatever the theme of the season is and like the set piece of Survivor. I'm wondering where they're going to hide it cuz I feel like would they do the Adam Klein and hide it back on the podium? I don't think I don't think they would have put it back on the podium. So where would they put it in tribal? Would they put it on one of these stumps? Would they put it on the voting urn? Would they put it in the pen? I'm trying to think what would, what would they do for hiding the idol at tribal. So
0: yeah. So from Donnie here, Propst once brought up idols hidden around the bo- voting booth. There hasn't been anything yet, any idea. So the, I don't know if you remember their win- winners at war. They kept like, whenever players would vote, they kept like panning towards like a certain thing on the voting booth. Um, I feel like, I feel like that definitely happened. I could be wrong about that, but I feel. I, I, do oh. you remember that. I feel like there was definitely something with that, that we were talking about, but I don't really remember, but I think that's a possibility. Like something. New yes.
1: I think I recall what you're saying and I, I actually just thought of an idea. I remember the idol from – well, obviously, the idol in China was that giant square on the uh, on the gateway. You remember the China idol that was huge in the big square? Uh, yes. So there was that. And then I think in Philippines, uh, Penner found this on, the, on like, the top of the rice. It was, it was like, a small little circular yeah. thing. Yeah, I feel like a really easy hiding spot is, like, you put the pen or, like, the, the, the writing utensil, you know – in or on top of, like, this, you know, this holding pad or, like, this kind of, like, this coaster of sorts. Yeah. And imagine if you go up there and, like, you pick up the the, the thing and it's like, oh, this is an idol. Yeah. I feel like that would be a really cool hiding spot.
0: How about different tribe colors instead of orange and purple and red and blue, then the third tribe being green and the merged black? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm good for tw- switching out colors. I think it distinguishes the season at the beginning for sure. Um, from Solomon here, would you like to see Survivor go back to four tribes like Cook Islands and Panama? Uh, I think no, because it'll limit airtime for each tribe, and I think that's the reason they went away for it, from it.
1: Yeah, not only would I think it would limit airtime, I just feel like it's. I think it makes it harder to get to know people sometimes. I just feel like it makes the gameplay really tough when you're in a really bad spot. Like in a it, when you're when you have four tribes, and let's just say like it's a twenty-person season, and there's five people each. There's very little room to hide. One little slip up, and you're out. And I just feel like it's it kind of like shackles the gameplay a bit. And I, I also feel like I'm not going to lie to you, Dylan. I'm kind of in a way over the three tribes where, you know, we go from two to three and then back to two, or like they sometimes do two to three and then they stay at three. I just feel like I, maybe I'm, it's the old school fan in me, but I like just having straight up two tribes of nine, two tribes of 10, maybe going to three at one point or just swapping to two new tribes. I just feel like when it comes to three tribes, because we had, like you said, we need to split airtime for three different tribes. I just feel like we don't get to know people nearly as much, honestly. Yeah, I completely agree.
0: Um, Now from Donna, here, any chance Sydney from Rong returning? Loved her. Yep, I think so.
1: to answer that shortly. I think I saw, if she did do that Dalton Ross uh, quarantine questionnaire. I think I I read it. I think she's now interested in coming back. I think years ago when people, like right when the season ended and they were begging for her to come back, I think she was finishing up like med school. So she was like, "I I can't do it right now. I think she might be interested now, so we'll yeah. see.
0: From Solomon here, what should the fire token menu be for players in the game? Yes, yeah, so I, I don't think there was anything particularly wrong with the fire token menu, so like I don't have a lot to say. We also we kind of got a quick glance of it in Winners at War, but apparently there were a lot of players who spent it who spent fire tokens on like comfort items that we didn't even see. So I don't I don't have a direct answer here. Um, I just think that there should be a blend of. Advantages and a blend of comfort and a blend of
1: like food or reward. You know what we should see? Because we saw the fire token menu used again, it had the edge component, so that's why it's tough to compare it to a non edge season. What about the advantage menu from Edge of Extinction that Ron Clark found? If you remember, Ron Clark found the um the advantage menu where it was like you can get an extra vote. You can get a stealer reward and you can, or you can get a, an actual idol. And I f- imagine if you, on day one, you find off the boat, you find the advantage menu, but you, you open it up and it's like, you want this, it's one token, this is two, this is three. Maybe you can't use it right away, but you keep it in your pocket until later in the game. And then you finally can pull out the advantage menu and say, I want to buy this for three tokens. I feel like that's wh- where we could see it maybe.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot, honestly. Um, for sure. Going back here to yay hoot s going back to 16 players that's not something i see anytime soon i think 18 yes um but i i don't i yeah i i think 18
1: yes but i think they'll probably lean towards 20 i think yeah 18 or 20 because it's going to depend on whether it's like nine nine uh people on two tribes or 10 on two tribes or if they do you know 18 people for tribes of three sorry tribes of six which is three tribes i think 16 is as an old school fan, sometimes I feel like 16 is great, but it's going to usually be 18 or 20 for sure. For sure. Odd question.
0: Will, will we ever have a woman win again? <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a while, but the answer is that I will say is yes. I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, and I think it, my, my prediction is that it happens within 41 or 42.
1: I, I hate to call my shot because I don't like to be wrong, but I could even see 41. I think that, you know, when you think about Sarah was the last female winner in game changers, that was six seasons ago. We've had six male winners in a row, which is, I, I can't believe that's crazy. Um, I feel like, you know, even in the last few seasons, whether it's winners at war, Islands of the Idols, as a distinction, we've seen a lot of strong female players come to play this game. And I think a lot of them have proven themselves. And I'm so upset that Islands of the Idols happened the way it did Dylan because he had so many strong females on that cast. You know, you have Missy, you have... Um, you have Elaine, you have Lauren, you have Kelly, you have, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought, I mean, Christmas is pretty good too. Like you really have so many strong female players over the last few seasons that I do think Donnie, that if it's not 41, which I hope it is a female winner, it'll happen in 42. I just feel like we've seen so many great female players lately that it's impossible that it's not going to happen within the next two seasons or so it's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, so now moving to what we will
0: make our last question of the night before we head out, uh Solomon says favorite idol iteration uh example expires in three tribals half idol or finding idols of the challenge i'm going to say that did the did the coin flip was the coin flip like would you consider the coin flip an idol it's not really an idol i i i won't consider that i'll say i'll say i like um i'll say i like the expiring idols um just because it like it forces you to play it there's a little bit more strategy um and then also i also like the finding idols at challenges i think that that's that's great
1: i'm gonna keep forgetting uh, that that may be one of my least favorite advantages i keep forgetting about the coin every time we bring it up like it just was a complete blur to me honestly just because it, it felt like just so anticlimactic um my favorite idol iteration i completely agree i love finding idols at challenges when jeremy did it when kelly did it and even when Troy and did it in game changers i really just think it's it adds a lot of um it adds just so much uh, excitement to the challenge because you're on the edge of your seat whether they'll get it or not. I mean, everybody's gotten it, no one's failed to get it. We did see at one point Elaine put it in her pants at one point, and then I think it fell out and then she picked it back up again. So I would like to see one where someone fails to get it. That would be pretty crazy. But um, no, I also like the expires and three tribals because it encourages um, you know, gameplay decisions to be made with a with a ticking clock. You know, we don't want any game changers advantage get-in situation to happen again, so we don't want it to, a a infinite uh lifespan on it we wanted to say you can only use it in the next two or three because then it really it forces big moves i mean people forget that kelly saved dean in the pre-merge right before they merged in ioy because her idol was going to expire that night and she's like well i don't need it i'm perfectly safe i can save dean so i like a ticking clock with an expiring idol and the half idol is not bad either for building bonds. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah.
0: And we're on the same page there. All mm-hmm. right. So that'll do it for our return episode of the soul survivor podcast. Let us know in the comments what you want us to talk about next. There's so many different topics we can talk about. We got six months left until the last, uh, until the next season, uh, season 41. We'll have to see what that's going to be. Hopefully we will find out soon. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, get this going, get this ramped up. Uh, it was good to be back. Um, and yeah, thank you to everyone who's watching this live. Thank you to everyone who's listening late, whatever you're doing. Also be sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, follow us on Twitter at, uh, soul survivor pod, uh, on Instagram at soul survivor pod as well. Really helps us out. And yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I'm again, you said everything I wanted to say. I'm excited to be back. Let us know in the comments, what you want us to talk about. And if any breaking news does emerge, we will cover it right away. And I had nothing else to add. But other than that, uh, I guess to go back to our old outro, which has been a while since we've said it, uh, we've got nothing else for you all. So grab your torches and head back to camp.
0: Good night. And yeah, maybe we'll get Hef on one day. This one Maybe day. Hef will
1: come back. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Goodbye, everyone. Bye, guys.